0: It's time for another episode of Marketing Pains, the podcast about marketing for window treatment and awning companies. Learn what your colleagues are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing and what tools you can use to expand your own business. Enjoy the view as window treatment marketing pros owner, Will Hankey talks with industry experts, digging into their marketing successes, learning how they're attracting more customers and getting you thinking about ways to marketing your own company.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing Pains. My name is Will Hankey. This is the podcast where we talk with real window treatment and awning service providers and business owners about their successes and struggles. Today, I'm excited to have a guest where we're going to talk about hiring and assessments around personality and how people work together in their business. And her name is Glenda Woolley. Glenda, thanks for being on today, how are you?
2: Hi, Will. I'm so excited to be with you today. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guest today. And I'm excited to speak with you and your audience.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you on. We're we're going to talk about something that uh, is really gaining a lot of traction right now. And that's people getting back to work, right? Uh, And Getting hiring and from a business owner's perspective, being able to hire the right people and have the right people in the right seats on the bus and doing the right things but also understanding how personalities work, things like that. So we'll get into that today. Um, First, why don't you give me the two minute kind of elevator pitch about your
2: business? I'd be happy to. I'm a certified John Maxwell coach, trainer, and disc consultant. For your audience that may not be familiar with John Maxwell, he is a well-known author, writer, speaker, primarily on the topics of communication and leadership. My company is Five Star Leadership. Um, I provide my services um, to individuals and companies who are looking to develop better relationships with their team, uh, increase their communication skills, and become better, stronger leaders. And I think we all know, (laughs) based especially looking at our world today, that the best leaders out there are excellent communicators. So that's why I'm so passionate about working with individuals to develop those communication and leadership skills.
1: Awesome. It's really a a great tool that we'll obviously talk more about uh, as time goes on. I really, as you've kind of opened my eyes to the world of personality and how people are different and, and work different, you and I are quite different from each other. Uh, you're you're pretty, you know. Have have a have to have things in kind of a structure, whereas I'm uh, I'm a lot more. What would what should we call it? Free flowing. Uh, yes,
2: you are, and yeah. it's inspiring and influencing. Oh boy! Yeah. What I love about our relationship is we have respect, we understand each other, and that's the power of disc. Knowing who you are and who the person is that you're speaking with, and adjusting your relationship so that you can be a dynamic team together. And I so appreciate Will that we've gotten to that point where I have a respect and appreciation for you and vice versa.
1: Right, right. It's pretty cool just to see how different relationships work together once you're kind of aware of, of the different personalities. Uh, but let's not get too far off track. Uh, okay. how, how long have you been in business?
2: I've been in business for six years. Okay. And you are the owner, correct? I am the owner and founder of Five Star Leadership. Okay. What got you into this
1: particular kind of field?
2: Well, I I come from a long background of corporate. I was a people leader in corporate America, and at one point, you know, I just decided there the part I loved the most about working with leading a team of people was that just that talking to people about what's important to them and helping them achieve their goals. So when I decided it was time to leave the structure of corporate and go out on my own and, you know, spend my days um, talking to people and adding value in the way that I felt called to do so, that's when I decided to uh, end my corporate career and start my own company. Okay, that's exciting. That's
1: always exciting. I did the same thing years and years ago. It's, it's scary to quit, but at the Indeed. same time, very exciting.
2: Indeed it is. And it is this transition and people, I don't know, honestly, that when I went into it, I felt, you know, that I was being called to do that, but it was scary to step out, but haven't regretted it a day in my life as I'm sure you haven't either.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So, okay. Thank
1: you. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about DISC in particular. So that's D-I-S-C is is kind of the acronym for it. It Uh, Can you kind of give us a brief overview of what that is?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's really nothing new. It's been around for a very long time and probably some of your audience is familiar with it. And it's not the disc that's in your back like you, you clarified. <laughs> it is an acronym for uh, four quadrants of personality or behavioral style. It dates back to 1928. If, for those of you that are history buffs, um, it, it came out of the research Um, from uh, Dr. William Marston, that he did his research and collected collected data and he wrote a book and published a book called Emotions of Normal People. And in that book, he described these four quadrants. So those four quadrants being first of all, the D, which stands for that dominant um, driver type of personality. Next is the I, which is that influencer, that inspiring. They absolutely love, love people. Then you have the S style, which they are the steady, stable people, oftentimes the behind the scenes people that really get the work done. And lastly, the C, the compliant, the correct style, the legalist. They love to ask questions and do their research because accuracy is so critically important to them.
1: All right. Well, which one is, which one are you?
2: <laughs> you mean you can't tell <laughs> or your audience hasn't picked up on it. I would be the C style. And let me tell you this too. I always tell my, my clients this, there's no good or bad style. Will.
3: <laughs> right.
2: You, there's no good or bad. So, you know, we just are who we are. God wired each one of us and wouldn't it be a boring world if we were all the same style. And yeah. I think God has a sense of humor. He wanted us to work to try to develop our relationships and get to know each other, to be in community. So um, it's all good.
1: It is really cool though, how they can kind of boil it down to four. I mean, so it's not like you're, you're either a D or I or S or a C, right? There you can be high one and then kind of middle of another one. So everything kind of intertwines together, right?
2: You're exactly right. Most people are a blend of at least two of the styles some tip over into three styles, but I see most people are a blend of the two styles. And depending on your situation, sometimes you know one can be you know more often your primary style, usually the first letter, your D, I, S, or C. But you'll play in the space of a secondary style, um, especially like if you're under stress, or you know, or if let's say if you're not that driver style that really is driven to achieve results. But if you're placed in a position where you're the person that needs to accomplish a goal or you need to take the lead, you can do that. So all of us from time to time can play in all four of those quadrants, depending on our circumstances. But we are wired with a primary style that is typically our normal default. And that's where we typically will show up, which is very good for those of us who understand this. Cause now, cause we understand a little bit more the person we're going to be speaking with probably, you know, what, what style they're going to show up in.
1: Yep. So I went to a, a mastermind uh, thing one time, a meeting, uh, and everybody, I didn't know anybody there except for one person, but there was probably 10 people in, on around the table. Uh, but every person had their name card and then every person had their disc style which was really cool. So if you're familiar with the system, you, even though you don't know the person, you can kind of know how to interact with that person right off the bat.
2: Absolutely. I love that, that they did that for you. And you will, knowing, being a little bit familiar with the four different styles, you knew how to, and probably the styles that you saw that were not you, you knew, okay, if I want to have a quality conversation with this person, I want to begin to develop a relationship with them. I said, should switch out a little bit of how I approach them. Yeah. That Even though I might be an I style and I'm very talkative and very social, it says right there, they're a D style. They just want me to cut to the chase. Oftentimes talking bullet points. So you came out of who you were a little bit so you could have a better quality conversation and that person felt respected in the way you approached them in the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always really nice. It's definitely beneficial as a a business owner to have those conversations and at the same time make the other person think, wow, that that guy really got me, you know? And it was only because you understood how to, to speak to them in the first place.
2: Absolutely, I call it having, you know, some tools in your toolbox And, you know, we used to, before we knew about DISC, I just showed up and just did the best I could. Right. Now I have some tool. I have some prep before I enter into those conversations. So I can probably feel a little bit more comfortable that we're going to have a better quality conversation if I start talking their language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about what are the benefits of you knowing your own DISC style, your own behavioral style?
2: Yep, very definitely. And that's where it begins. When someone participates in a DISC assessment, the first thing you get from the report is self-awareness. And oftentimes, what that does is just validates, how do I like to communicate? How do, what motivates me? How do I approach tasks? And now you sort of understand why you do those crazy things you do and why very things good. are so important to you. And you know, people love that when they read their report, and they're like, "Now I, now I'm okay. I'm comfortable in my skin because this is who I am."
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a fantastic hiring tool as well. Obviously, we'll talk about that. Uh, but you know, the the person that you potentially could be hiring will understand a little bit more about themselves.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and then
1: you, as the as the business owner, will be able to make a better decision about how that person's going to fit into your culture.
2: Yes, absolutely. And it is you know becoming and is a part of the hiring practice. You cannot, legally, you can't use it as your only system to make a decision about the candidate. However, it is a critical part of it for a hiring manager or your HR department because you know the position that you need to fill. You know the roles and responsibilities. And by when you get once you've finished your interviewing process, And you know the top candidates, providing them a DISC assessment, which you alluded to, to that candidate, that's a benefit to them because you're giving them a gift through your hiring process. Whether you choose them or not, you've provided them some information about themselves. But you as the hiring manager, now you can compare the roles and responsibilities of the job to this person's strengths. For example, if your job description is, I need a person in the role that needs a lot of attention to detail, a lot of accuracy, a lot to take, to be thoughtful in decision making, then it's very likely the best fit for that role is going to be a C-style person. If it's a person in sales, you need someone to lead sales, you know, sell for you, very likely you need the I style because that's the person that knows intuitively how to build relationships, how to approach that person, you know, and get to know them a little bit before they start the selling process. So very instrumental in just knowing, or if you're just needing somebody to add to your team, your back office team, somebody's going to be steady and stable and keep with the processes you have in place. That's going to be your S style. Or if you need somebody that you need to step up, be the leader, achieve results, accomplish goals, then chances are a good fit for that would be the D style. So it it really avoids a lot of mistakes in hiring rather than deciding, I just really like this person, which is, you know, oftentimes like attracts like, but really having, you know, a hard look at does this person, will this pe- person's personality behavior fit my job can really yeah. help you in avoiding making some hiring mistakes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's crucial to, uh, to success, ultimately, to understand what the position is first, you know, before you even go to try to hire somebody, you know, what position is this? What kind of things do we need, like attention to detail? Uh, or if it's a salesperson, they need to be outgoing, you know, these kinds of things and then fit those into the DISC uh, assessments that are taken.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, but as you said, not the only tool right. that you can use, right?
2: Yeah, got to uh, be careful. You could get yourself into some legal issues. If you yeah. told your candidate, OK, I gave you a DISC assessment and you're not a good fit for the role that I have for you, that could be a little dangerous Yeah. Or, for, for some personalities. But you know what, too, if, if you have more than one position, and you're trying to decide which candidate, you know, you may be thinking about this candidate for a particular position, but come to find out the other open position that you have, they would really be a better fit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: You're listening to the Marketing Pains podcast. We'll be right back after this break.
3: This episode of Marketing Pains is sponsored and underwritten by my own company, Window Treatment Marketing Pros. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it, and I hope that you're gaining some knowledge, tidbits, uh, good information that will help your business grow. Window Treatment Marketing Pros is the only digital marketing company that works specifically with window treatment and awning companies around the US. We handle entire digital marketing campaigns from website design to SEO and more. With over 23 years of experience in the digital marketing arena, we can help your business get more website traffic, leads, and phone calls. We work with businesses that are experiencing significant growth or businesses that want to experience significant growth, and we have plans to fit most of those companies. If you're ready to invest in your business, you want the phone to ring more, and you have the resources to handle that growth, please schedule a short discovery call with me at wtmarketingpros.com/slash-strategy. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you about your business, your vision for the future, and your ultimate goals for your company. Schedule that today, and I look forward to meeting you. In the meantime, back to today's episode. Um, so,
1: um, what about somebody who's taken the disc in the past? Maybe it was you know years ago. Uh, they took it and then they say, why would I want to take another one? Tell me about those, an answer to that.
2: That's a great question and a common one that I get. Um, There are a lot of DISC assessments out there and um, I get it. But my question would be to them is, okay, you took a DISC assessment, but what did you do with it? And that's the difference in working with me, Will, is that I provide my disk assessment, but I also, along with providing the assessment for the same cost, I sat down with them and we do a debrief session where we go over the highlights of their report. I answer any questions that they have, and I, you know, we try to I try to work with them to put together an action plan. And maybe it's just a few simple things that they're going to do. To try to, you know, help them improve their relationships with people, which oftentimes, you know, we have minimized we need to minimize conflict with people um, and sometimes just improving our communication skills and all of those pointers are included in my report. There's an actual personal growth area where Uh we can look at those bullet points and figure out which one of those and really just one of them because there's multiple ones. There could be though some they've already worked on, but we can pick out one that might be holding them back in accomplishing, you know, the task and the role they're in or a relationship they're having. And so that, you know, that's the difference. Uh, You know, disc report is interesting and most people say, oh, yeah, I took it. It was really interesting. But most people put it in a folder on their computer, put it on the shelf, and never they never really understood how it could make a difference in their life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How long is that meeting
2: typically? It usually runs about 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Depending on the person, like how many questions they have. Some people don't have as many questions, so it goes a little bit shorter. But it's not hard and fast. I'm very flexible. I work with people. If they're done, then we're all good to go. Okay.
1: And you've been doing this a long time. So they get 45 minutes with you, 30 to 45 minutes with you, plus the assessment for 50 bucks, right? That's, that's Correct. a heck of a deal. Uh, it, just to get that review afterwards, uh, that's fantastic. Um, and I do have to, uh, I do have to confess it's been a while since I took mine. Uh, but with learning the styles, it's kind of funny. Um, we've got a lot of projects around the house that are not finished. And, uh, and, and I always tell my wife, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just low follow through. It's that's just, you know, that's just part of my personality. So that's only going to go for so long, right? <laughs> right. And, it, and I'm probably going to end up getting in trouble or I need to hire a handyman or yeah. something. But it's so funny just to, you know, walk past the baseboards that aren't done yet and think, you know, gosh, you know, my personality, I wish it wasn't that way, but I am, you know, and, and it just understanding that, that that is just a piece of me that doesn't seem to work that way.
2: Right. And that's okay. You know, I think that's the other thing that's powerful about DISC. It's really okay. You're never going to be interested in doing those baseboards. (laughs) For your wife, the benefit of your wife, if you'd like for her to be a little quiet on that issue, you could do it. But you know what the best course would be for you to hire someone to do it and for you to do the work that you're best equipped to do, what fills you up. We do have to, you know, especially with our spouses, and that's what I love about DISC, it works both in our personal, and so it's not something we have to put on our work hat, this is DISC, it works at home too, so it's not something that, you know, works differently in those different settings, but it's wonderful, and also, you know what, it takes the personal part out of it between people. When people share their DISC profile with each other, it's wonderful because that alone improves their relationship because now I know you're not just trying to frustrate me or jerk my, jerk me around. This is just your normal default. This is how I can predict you're going to react and what do we need to hire out and what things can I count on you for? And when, th- you know, what things will make you happy. And it's so, it's so very powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about um, using it as a hiring tool, taking it first yourself. So as a business owner, you really need to take it before you even use it as a hiring tool um, so that you can understand yourself. You can understand how this works, you know, overall. Uh, What about, what about if you already have a team, let's say I already have a team of 10 people, Uh, how would you recommend rolling that out and saying, Hey, I'd like everybody to take this test without them thinking, Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to get fired or something like that.
2: (laughs) Well, you've already said it. First thing is leader has to go first. Yep. The leader would need to take the assessment first because, you know, let's face it, you know, it's easy to say, well, this would be really good for you. I think our team needs it, but I don't respect it enough to take it myself. They can speak. Their speak will be much more powerful if they say, Hey, I took this assessment. I learned so much about me. And the report also gives you information on the other styles. So now I can learn to relate a little bit. But I think our this, we would, you know, we, we could build better relationships, we could achieve more together. If we understood each other's communication style, their behavioral style, this could really be very valuable to our team for us to be able to together as a team to achieve results and more profitability for our company, because now we're a unified team and we're speaking the same language. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. The other thing I guess that could come out of it is if you're having trouble with an employee or, or they're just not hitting their goals or something, taking this could, you know, but they're a really good employee, maybe taking this could find out that maybe they're on the right bus, but they're in the wrong seat.
2: Excellent point, Will, absolutely. And sometimes too, you know, in the workplace, there's conflict. And the thing is that it could be that we just don't understand where they're coming from. We don't, we think they're, you know, trying to be a problem. They, they you know, they seem to go the opposite direction that we'd like them to travel, but by giving them a disc assessment, now we understand who they are and why they're doing that crazy thing. Yeah. And you're right, maybe we've got them in the wrong role, or also too, when I understand that their style is different than mine, I can have more of a respect for them. It takes away that personal feeling about them. Cause it could be either that they don't think you like them or you don't think you like them, them. So, you know, sometimes you just make, I, I had this in my corporate job a lot is that I thought people just didn't really like me because they were different than me. And yeah. if I would have only known they were just had a dis different, dis behavioral style than I did then I wouldn't have taken it personal. And that's what I love about DISC. When you have this information, it takes away that personal feeling because now I understand who you really are, how you're wired.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Glenda, you've shared some fantastic information today. Um, If people want to learn more about your business, how would they go about doing that?
2: Thank you, Will, I appreciate your comments. And to learn more about me, you can send me an email at Glenda, G-L-E-N-D-A is how I spell my name, at Five Star Leadership. And it's the star, it's the word star. It's not the number star, for five, dot com. I'm sorry, that's my website. I, I Correct. My website is Glenda at Five Star Leadership. Dot, that's right. That is, um, I'm getting confused. I apologize. That's okay. that's let's, okay. re- let's back up. Yep. My email is Glenda at If they will email me, I'd like to offer your audience today half off the cost of my assessment. And so I'll know because I have others reach out to me wanting requesting an assessment. If they'll put podcast in the subject line, I will know that I should honor my offer today Typically, I charge the $50 for an assessment, which includes the 30-minute, the 45-minute debrief, okay. but today, Will, for your listeners, I will offer that at a half off, which would be $25, wow. so okay. for your listeners today, I will offer that. Just make sure you put podcast in the subject line. Okay, and that's
1: a limit of one, I would assume, right? Not for the yeah. whole team.
2: Yeah, it's for the listeners today, yep, yeah, of, of your podcast.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. That's a great deal. I mean, it's just just the debrief alone is probably worth you know quite a bit more than that. So I appreciate your uh, your kindness there.
2: My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Awesome. This is very powerful, and I I love to share it with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, Glenda, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Uh, you have uh, you've given some great nuggets, and uh, I, I'm obviously a disc fan. Uh, so it, it really does help and, and not just making excuses for not finishing the, the baseboards, right? But understanding how to how to interact with other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely my pleasure today, Will. I appreciate your time, your audience time, and um happy to work with you. And I I so get it that you know we speak the same language in the disc world. Yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, all the normal places. We'd love to have a review of this particular episode or, or the, uh, the podcast in general. And uh, looking forward to providing more information on our next podcast. Take care and have a great day. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast, where window treatment and awning business owners and industry experts share marketing information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at WTMarketingPros.com slash podcast.